0: Hey, I'm Mary Ellen Dance, licensed mental health counselor and owner of Pittsburgh Therapy. I'm on a mission to strip away the stigma surrounding therapy and mental health and talk about how we can use the culture of self-improvement for our benefit rather than our demise. I used to think I was doing life all wrong from getting fired from a dream job to advising clients on relationships while I myself was trying to sort through that dumpster fire. But then I realized my imperfections are what made me a good therapist. So join me on a journey, not to be perfect, but to be, well, okay-ish. Welcome, your session has now started. Hello, I am so happy to be here with you all today. Thanks so much for listening. I feel like the past few weeks have been absolutely wild in the best way, but I've had a lot of guests on and there's just been lots going on. So I'm happy to just be here and just talking to you all because, I mean, it's great. So recently, actually, I shouldn't even say recently, all the time, literally all the time, I get asked, not only by clients, but by just people in my personal life, I get asked do you think I'm in a codependent relationship? How would I know if I'm in a codependent relationship? <laughs> Are there like warning signs of a codependent relationship? I don't want to be in a codependent relationship. Lots of, lots of questions around codependent relationships and whether or not we're in one. And all of you know that I really like to talk about like buzzwords and trendy mental health words and codependent or codependency is definitely really trendy right now. It is definitely a buzzword. It's so much of a buzzword that even my parents know it. (laughs) Even my parents who are in their 70s know that it's a buzzword. And my dad always jokes and he says, it's okay. I want to be codependent with your mother. (laughs) But like, what does it mean? And is it this horrible, terrible, bad thing that people talk about? Is it something that can really be defined? Like, I don't totally understand why we're talking about it so much. And I also want to let us know that there's no like yes or no answer to am I in a codependent relationship to that question. But let me tell you why there's no yes or no answer. And let me tell you kind of like what all this means. So first of all, before I say anything else, codependency is not a diagnosis. It's just a word. It's just a word to kind of describe relationship dynamics. Like I, before this episode, I was trying to think of like another word to compare it to, you know, if people say like a healthy or unhealthy relationship or a toxic relationship, like it's just another kind of descriptive term. It's not a diagnosis. It's not a, oh my gosh, you have to get out of this relationship right now. It's a, literally just a descriptive term. The term was actually originated from Alcoholics Anonymous around like the 1950s. The term was made to describe people in relationships with the person struggling with substances. Because What happens a lot of time with people struggling with alcoholism or other comical addictions is other people in their lives get really entwined with it. So if I am a mother, let's say, and my 18-year-old is struggling with heroin, I might start doing things like buying them their drugs or driving them to the drug dealer because I don't know how to help them and I don't want them to die and I don't know how to manage it. And so I end up kind of like doing these things that kind of enable their addiction and because I don't know how else to support them. I know that might sound a little bit wild, but there's a lot of reasons that people who are trying to support a loved one with an addiction become a little bit codependent mainly because they want to keep that person safe and they don't know, you know, how else to do it. They don't know how to support that person. So this term was originated from these types of scenarios to describe a codependent relationship, right? This is codependent. We're helping them, they're depending on us, we're depending on them, and we're helping them in kind of like an unhealthy way, basically. So people still use codependency in this way. Codependency is talked a lot about when it comes to addiction, but now, as we know, it's become like a really popularized term. When people use this descriptive term of codependency, they're typically referring to things like poor boundaries, inability to say no, being stuck in a cycle of, you know, one person needing the other and the other person kind of needing to be needed by that person, so stuck in this kind of like imbalance of power relationship. They might be referring to like when one person kind of assumes the responsibility of meeting another person's needs. Again, that can relate back to someone who's struggling with addiction. The person who might be described as codependent with that person might be, you know, taking them to all their appointments, trying to get them sober when the person who's struggling with the addiction doesn't actually want to be sober, right? That's the loved one kind of assuming responsibility for the other person. So when people are referring to codependency, they're usually referring to these types of things. Again, that's a lot of types of things that they're referring to. So it's not just one thing. It's kind of a descriptive umbrella, if you will. And recently, codependency has been really popularized with romantic relationships, but any relationship can be codependent. Like Again, using addiction as another example, a lot of times the child-parent relationship gets a little bit codependent with that. Friends, roommates, other loved ones, literally anyone can be in a relationship with someone else and, and it could be described as codependent. It's not just romantic relationships. So it gets really confusing, right? Because... As I'm describing, codependency can mean all sorts of things. It can apply to all sorts of different relationships. And I absolutely despise these little like memes on Instagram that's like four signs you're in a codependent relationship because it, it's all subjective and it all kind of depends on the situation. And again, it's really just a term that's meant to describe things, it's not like a diagnosis or anything like that. So just to give us some examples, again, these examples are not like hard and fast rules. I'm just trying to like explain what people mean when they're talking about codependency. But some examples might be like feeling like you have to ask the other person whether it's a parent, a child, a friend, a family member, a roommate, or a significant other, feeling like you have to ask the other person permission to do things or feeling like the other person has to ask you permission to do things. Maybe feeling like you're walking on eggshells around the other person, maybe apologizing when you haven't done anything wrong. Again, that kind of shows a power imbalance. If I am in a romantic relationship with someone, and I'm always apologizing, apologizing when I haven't really done anything, that might be a sign of like a power imbalance. You know, another sign of what codependency might or could look like is doing things for the other person, even if you don't want to, or even if it makes you uncomfortable. I apologize, I keep using addiction as an example, but it's a really good example. I'm going to drive my, you know, 18-year-old son to go get drugs, And that makes me super uncomfortable, but the alternative is that he's, you know, going to be out on the streets and possibly could die, so I'm going to do that, right? It's those types of things. Another, like, way that codependency could look is spending most or all of your time with the other person. I think we see this the most in romantic relationships, right? Like I'm in this romantic relationship so I'm not going to hang out with other friends or spend time apart from this person or hang out with other family members, things like that. That that's just an unhealthy dynamic. Again, these are just meant to be examples of what people mean when they're saying codependency. If you answered yes to any of these questions, I don't want you to, you know, go being like, oh my gosh, I'm codependent. No, no, no. Maybe you have some unhealthy dynamics in your relationship. Maybe not. I don't know. But if you are one of the people that comes to me and says, am I in a codependent relationship? Or if you've thought about that or worried about that, instead of looking at some of these memes that say, you know, signs you're in a codependent relationship, I want you to ask yourself instead does the power dynamic in this relationship feel equal? Relationships, no matter what type of relationship, are all about reciprocity, right? Having reciprocal needs met. Relationships aren't going to be completely equal all the time, right? One person might be needing more support during a season of their life than the other person. But overall, Is the power dynamic fairly equitable? Is it reasonable? Is there reciprocity? Maybe ask yourself, do I feel heard in this relationship? Do I feel like even if this person disagrees with me, are they hearing what I'm saying? Or am I hearing the other person? Even if I disagree with this other person, am I hearing them? Am I trying to look at their point of view? Maybe ask yourself, am I assuming too much responsibility for the other person? Am I trying to do the other person's, you know, activities of daily living? Am I trying to keep them afloat? If you are doing things like paying the other person's bills and answering the other person's emails and, you know, making their doctor's appointments and things like that constantly, that, that may be a little, you know, unhealthy power dynamic. Again, I don't know. Please don't take any of this and say, oh my gosh, this is what it means for me. Because every relationship and every situation is different. And oftentimes, we can do things for like a season in life, depending on what we're going through. And that doesn't mean like it's a completely, you know, codependent relationship. None of this means that, you know, you should go break up with your significant other, or you should go call your mom and say, you're codependent, I can't talk to you anymore. Literally all codependency means is it's grouping some unhealthy relationship dynamics into a word to describe those things. And, I mean, I think we all want healthy relationships. So, identifying these things can be really helpful in moving forward in relationships. Because guess what? We can change unhealthy relationship dynamics into healthier dynamics. We can. Not all the time. If you're suffering from abuse, please go listen to last week's episode. Please go get help. Please call for support. Abuse is never okay. But we are in this, like, culture of being so quick to being, like, you're codependent. F you. When that's not solving anything. So how do we solve things? Well, you know, that's why I have this podcast. Again, none of what I'm saying is like cold, hard and fast rules. It's just to look at things a little bit differently and maybe give you some ideas. But if you're thinking, hmm, maybe the power dynamic doesn't feel totally equal or equitable. You know, maybe maybe this person is taking on too much responsibility for me or vice versa. You know, maybe maybe there are some like codependent tendencies in this relationship what do I do? Well, first of all, we talk about them. We talk to the person about them. If we're able to, if we can have a safe, emotionally safe and physically safe conversation for them. Like, ooh, I feel like I'm having to ask you permission to go hang out with my friends. And that's making me kind of uncomfortable. So like, let's kind of revisit our roles. Identify the roles in the relationship. What kind of role do I want to have? What kind of role do you want to have? Right? I I gave an example earlier of like paying everyone's bills. Well, maybe if you're in a marriage, one person is just going to assume the responsibility of paying the bills, and that's okay. That doesn't make it codependent. That just means that, you know, in marriages or long term relationships, we assume different responsibilities. And that's okay. That doesn't mean we're codependent. However, if that makes us uncomfortable, if you know I'm coming home and I'm just giving my paycheck to my spouse and I'm never seeing the money, and it makes me uncomfortable, and then I have to ask my spouse for permission to spend money, huh? maybe let's revisit those roles, maybe let's relook at that let's have a conversation about that. Let's look at what roles would be comfortable for us. Let's look at how would this relationship feel more equal and equitable to both of us? How can I feel hurt in this relationship? How can I make the other person feel hurt in this relationship? How can I make sure that in this relationship, I know my lane of responsibility and they know their lane of responsibility. And sure, sometimes that's gonna overlap. But if I'm in my lane of responsibility, I'm responsible for myself, And they're in their lane, they are responsible for themselves, but we can support each other and love each other and, you know, give each other advice and feedback and whatever it may be, that sounds pretty equal to me. That sounds more equal than the alternative. So again, before we just go, you know, diagnosing ourselves with something that's not a diagnosis because codependency isn't a diagnosis. I just want us to look at things like, what does this relationship dynamic feel like? Does this feel equal? Am I, you know, putting too much responsibility on the other person for my own behaviors? Are they putting too much responsibility on me? Things like that. Those are going to be much more productive thoughts and conversations than just, I'm codependent, you're codependent, everyone's codependent. And again, even if we're listening to this and we're like, "Mm, you know what? There may be some codependence-ish, you know, things in my relationship. Okay, let's work on changing those. Let's work on looking at what we can do better because relationships are also a two-way street. It, It takes two people to make codependency. And so instead of kind of, You know, blaming the other person or blaming ourselves, just recognize that sometimes unhealthy roles happen. Sometimes we don't even realize they're happening and we kind of get into these unhealthy roles and you know what? It happens. But if we can look at that and if we can work on that and if we can kind of like forge a new path, that's what's going to help us have healthier relationships. So I want to end today by doing one of my favorite segments, my unspirational segment, where I take inspirational quotes that I don't really find inspirational, and I change them to to what I'd like them to mean. (laughs) All right, so I looked up some quotes about codependency, and I'm going to change them to the unspirational version. The first inspirational quote I found was, You are not required to set yourself on fire to keep other people warm. Here's my unspirational rewrite. How about we stop talking hypothetically about setting ourselves on fire? Because that's just like a little weird. And hopefully we all know not to set ourselves on fire. Like, I get what this quote is trying to say, right? We don't want to completely, completely burden ourselves with keeping other people warm. Can we help and support people? Absolutely. But is it completely our responsibility? No. But like, this quote is just so weird to me. Like, it's so bizarre to me. (laughs) So because it doesn't really like, again, hopefully none of us are setting ourselves on fire. I know I'm looking at this quote very like literally. But still, this quote does nothing for me. Nothing for me. All right, second inspirational quote. there, I can't even get through this without laughing. There are only two states of being in the world of codependency, recovery and denial. Here's my unspirational version. There are literally millions of states of being, and every relationship is changing and growing and morphing all the time. So instead of putting ourselves into two boxes, let's try to be self-aware and try to move forward into healthy relationship dynamics and do our best. Because putting ourselves into two boxes, recovery and denial, is just not productive and frankly, kind of stupid. I like my version better. I think we should make a t-shirt out of that. (laughs) All right okay i've got a few more the next inspirational quote if you are alive and conscious you are probably codependent (laughs) i kind of like this one because it kind of shows how we're overusing the term like i take it a little bit like sarcastically like we're overusing this term but a rewrite would be yeah we've all got some unhealthy shit in our relationships cool let's work on it let's try to be our best selves (laughs) let's try to show up in a healthy way in our relationships. I feel like we, we make things so complicated. I know I do at least like I tend to like overcomplicate things and like overthink things. I'm definitely an overthinker. And like, I feel like we all have this kind of desire to like label things like, Oh, I'm in denial. I'm in recovery. I'm codependent. I'm this, I'm that. But It's much more like fluid than that. Like we all have some unhealthy shit in relationships. Let's all try to make some of the unhealthy patterns and unhealthy dynamics in relationships healthier. Like that's all. Like let's just work on being healthier. How about that? That would be too simple. Okay, so the last one, the last inspirational quote. It's kind of a long one, so bear with me. Codependency is the disorder of attempting to control aspects outside of yourself that are uncontrollable. By doing so, you forfeit the ability to take control and create your true life. Literally everything in this quote is like not correct. So my rewrite is a little long. (laughs) The unspirational version is codependency is not a disorder. And everyone in the world tries to control aspects of things that are uncontrollable. That's called like being a human being. Like there are so many things out of our control. I think every single person in the world can be like, yep, I've tried to control something that's out of my control. That's just part of being a human being. And when we do that, no, it does not take away our ability to control our lives because there are so many things we don't have control over we do have control over how we act and the decisions we make and things like this, but there's so much shit that's out of our control and no diagnosis would be this vague and up for individual interpretation. That's not how diagnoses work. And like codependency saying that you forfeit the ability to create your true life. Like that means nothing. Like that literally doesn't even make sense. So I'm actually having trouble rewriting this into an inspirational quote because it makes such little sense. <laughs> so before we go diagnosing ourselves codependent, because now we all know that that's not actually a diagnosis, let's just look at some of the dynamics in our relationships, some of the patterns in our relationships. Look at, you know, our lane. What am I doing in my lane that I could be doing better? What do I need to ask this person to do in their lane? And, you know, go from there. Because you know what? We're all just doing okay-ish. Please follow me wherever you're listening to this podcast and on Instagram at okayishpodcast. Also, I would love it if you could rate the podcast and leave a review. The best way to get in contact with me is to go to okayishpodcast.com and submit a comment question. You can do it anonymously too, which is so great. I will see you guys next Monday. I can't wait.